How is it that the beauty industry is one of the biggest producers of waste that exists in all industries out there? It's kind of mind-boggling, right? We are the beauty industry, yet we are not having a beautiful impact on our planet. Very important topic. And in today's episode, we're going to break down sustainability in the salon industry. We've got three salon leaders who have taken really, really important steps to becoming more sustainable in their practices, reducing their environmental impact. So whether you're already you know, on the verge of, you know, you're, you are a sustainable salon, you're already taking actions, or it's something that you're thinking about. This episode is going to give you a lot of insights for things that you can potentially do more of, do differently, and also not just focus on things that are reducing the environmental impact, but things that are also increasing your business as a result, right? These salons are utilizing this positioning to really help to attract a green-minded consumer and grow their business. Lots of amazing insights, really important message for our industry. Can't wait for you to hear it. Let's go. Welcome to the Salon Scoop, a podcast by Salon SOS. I'm your host, Scott Moon, the founder of Salon SOS, and I'm obsessed with helping salon professionals live their best life. In this show, we shop talk all things salon to bring you real life stories, debates, entertainment, and inspiration to help you find happiness and success in this beautiful industry. If you work in the salon industry in any capacity, this podcast is open to you. So set down your scissors or rinse out that toner and let's get into it. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Salon Scoop podcast. We have a green edition going on today, as you can see from my fun background. Uh, we're talking salon sustainability today with three salons that are leaders when it comes to reducing their impact on the environment. We're going to get the scoop on different insights, best practices on not only what these salons do from a sustainability standpoint, but also how they use that to their competitive advantage to be attracting more clients to their salons as a result. When we talk about sustainability and the importance in the industry, there's a statistic um, put out by Green Circle Salons that shares that the beauty industry in North America is sending 877 pounds of waste to landfill every single minute. Wow. And it's really scary when we start to think about that and, and do the math, because if it's 877 pounds per minute, that's over a million pounds per day that our entire industry is sending to landfill. I mean, it kind of makes sense. There's over 250,000 you know, salons in North America. So there's a ton of waste being generated. And that's not the only impact. I mean, salons also use a lot of energy. When you think about the strong lighting that has to be used, uh, think about blow dryers, other hot tools, as well as the constant use of, you know, washer and dryer that goes on. So today's conversation is a very, very important one. And again, not just to talk about how salons can take simple steps to reduce their impact, but also how being more environmentally friendly can actually help a salon save money and grow your business at the same time. 
right? We're obviously super interested in that from a marketing standpoint always. I'm so excited to have these three salon leaders with us today. Can't wait to get into this important discussion. So let's start by introducing today's panel. Uh, these three salon owners are definitely industry role models, and I'm so grateful to have each of you on the show with me today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, can you maybe just take a quick moment to introduce yourselves to our audience? Yes, I am Melissa Parker. I co-own Sister Salon and Apothecary in La Mesa, California, which is just outside of San Diego. Uh, we will celebrate 13 years of business in October, this October, and we currently have eight team members. Um, I am proud to say that we are the first zero waste salon and that we've uh, been able to reduce our waste by 99%. And I am so grateful to be invited to this sustainable conversation. Thank you. Amazing. 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 And my name is Sal. I'm the owner of Novo Art Salon in the Arts District of Los Angeles. And we've been open in business for five years now. And we have a team of about 12 stylists and a complete staff of between 20 people or so. And from the beginning, we've been really, really, really excited to what if we learn about Green Circus Salons and to be part of it from, from the get-go. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Amazing. Uh, I'm Sarah. Um, nice to meet all of you. And uh, I'm yeah, I'm so grateful to be a part of this conversation. Um, I co-own a salon in Keswick, Ontario. Um, we've been open for almost two years. I've been in the industry for about 14 years. Um, we have seven staff members at our salon, um, four stylists, including myself. And uh, we're currently, my business partner and I, Caitlin, are touring um, North America right now, teaching one of our wrap highlighting methods that we use um, these wrap highlighting sheets that are plastic. So that kind of ties into, um, you know, why we really feel like, um, committing to be a sustainable salon as well. Amazing. Super. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks all for, uh, for being here uh, again. Let's just jump right into this. Uh, I'm, I'm very passionate about the environment myself uh, and full disclosure, I am a part owner of Green Circle Salons because I believe in it so much, but we are not here to promote any particular company, uh, rather just to talk about the issues, practices of being more sustainable in our industry. So let's start big picture uh, and find out why being sustainable is important to you personally, right, as salon owners, and what the trigger was for you to set up some sustainability goals for your salon company. Uh, maybe uh, maybe Sal will start this off with you. You got it. Well, I think for me, I mean, I grew up in Mexico uh, in, in a ranch, so in the rural part of Mexico, not even in the city. So I've always been very, very much in touch with nature and been very aware of how things in areas where people say, are around animals or crops or farms uh, have a different mindset when it comes to like not being wasteful you know even like using everything that comes from a plant using everything that comes from an animal and just being kind of like really in touch with the indigenous roots of Mexico has really have a deep impact in who I am today so obviously I wanted to not obviously but I wanted to get to the top of being a hairstylist and so I got to be able to work in top salons in, in LA, across the country. And it's really interesting how 
in places like this in big cities, you know, the focus is to really be be like a big star, you know, and, and it doesn't matter who you step over or why you step over. You know, the whole goal is to like be really big, make money, be famous. Hollywood. And through Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> and through really experiencing that, you know, it didn't really sit well with me. So I took it upon myself to have a place one day to inspire and do the different, you know, and perhaps with the little bit of influence that we have, or I thought we had at the time, make a bigger impact. So five years now down the line, it's really cool to see where we are now and how other people just from seeing what we do, even like the shirts that we wear or the things that we post on social media, little by little, it, it, it starts becoming part of uh, the general culture, you know, Amazing. I love that. Yeah. That's, and that's gotta be tricky. Like you said, in, in LA, because that's, you know, probably not, you know, not the biggest focus there, uh, per se, but it, it all has to start somewhere. Right. So congratulations for, uh, for sort of being a leader there. Um, let's, uh, say Sarah, what about, uh, what about you? What was, why is this so important in, uh, in your world and what was the trigger for your salon? You just started two years ago, right? So uh, yeah, so it actually uh, is interesting because at my previous salon where I built most of my career, we didn't have anything in place. We did our best to recycle and do our best to not waste when we could. Um, but it wasn't until we opened up our new space and our new salon that I realized how much we were actually putting in the trash. And there's actually no recycling pickup at our uh, salon building at all. So we were actually taking home bags and bags of recycling for the longest time wow. uh, just to try just and the, just keep it out of the dumpster. Mean, like papers and just the basics. Right? Yeah. Yes. And uh, so when we heard of Green Circle, initially, I was a little worried because I assumed it was going to be really expensive. Usually anything um, sustainable is. So um, it was a new business. And we're like, I don't know if we can do this. And so we reached out and um, yeah, we realized that it was something that we totally could do. And we've been doing it ever since. Cool. Melissa, what was the what was the trigger for you? You said you've had your salon for thirteen years. You probably didn't start thirteen years ago. I don't know. Maybe you did, but um, tell us. Yeah, we didn't. We opened. Uh, we were very eco minded when we had opened. I relate with. We took our recycle home for thirteen years. We literally just got a recycle bin that we've been asking our landlord for. So my heart yeah. goes out to you. I appreciate that. Um, Honestly, like my big picture is my girls. I have two daughters and it makes me think of their future and what it's going to look like. And I take being a mama real seriously as much as I take being a business owner and I want the world to look good for them. And, you know, we had realized my business partner and I, like the responsibility of waste had been put onto the consumer um, a few years back. And we feel like that responsibility should be ours as a business and corporation. And, um, you know, we exist to create sustainable toxin-free beauty practices so that the beauty industry can become more sustainable as a whole. Love that. It speaks loud and clear on your uh, on your website, uh, you know, when you first come and we'll get into some of that later when we talk about sort of, you know, the marketing components as well. But, uh, you know, 
nobody's doing this because it's a good marketing tactic. You know, we're doing it because it's, you know, there's a, a personal tie to it. There's a recognition of the importance of it. Uh, there just happens to be all these, you know, extra benefits that go along, you know, with being environmentally friendly at the same time. I'm curious to know, you know, sometimes salon employees struggle, you know, when it comes to, you know, the owner implementing, let's say, you know, policies or practices and, you know, the employees sometimes don't know really if it's, you know, best for for them, best for the owner, best for the company. Uh, did any of you struggle to convince team members, you know, when you had made the decision that your salon was going to be kind of, um, you know, going, let's say going green and implementing, you know, some actual practices? Uh, was that a struggle for any of you? Um, I think it wasn't too bad. Um everyone was kind of on board. Um, but when we kind of showed them what the system was going to look like, everyone was a little overwhelmed with not knowing where everything went, but uh, that didn't take much time to get into routine, um, about that too. We are a very fast paced salon, so we don't have like a lot of extra time for anything. So that was the main concern, but yeah, it didn't, it didn't really factor when we started implementing the new procedures like didn't skip a beat so it was all good there melissa or sal did you have any resistance from uh, from team members one of our um core values is continuous improvement so we are constantly changing things and looking for <laughs> be better so our team is kind of always on their toes expecting that from us um, and they're actually, when we transitioned, it was five years ago and there were some laws that changed, um, based on how we can pay our employees. And so because of that factor more, I think, um, we went from a large team to a smaller team, and then we have been able to kind of build our team based on, we already are a zero waste salon. So we didn't really have too many people that we had resistance from um and now all the team members that come on we just make sure that they're very aware that we're a zero waste salon and we do things a little bit different fair okay nice Sal, i'm gonna i'm gonna direct this this next question to you um but you'll each have a turn to kind of go around and be curious to know sort of what would you say is you know the the biggest thing that you've done in your salon uh to improve your your overall impact um let's say on on helping you be more sustainable if you had to like pinpoint like one major thing that you've uh, that you've done good question i think it's the overall um lead by example you know so like 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 what i was saying like instead of like uh something that i was like thinking of touching on later was like we haven't really made it much of a thing like this is what we're doing guys everybody look it up like check it out like uh, i'll go read these things we my we I mean my manager and myself we just kind of started doing it ourselves and then our team followed and as our team followed as our assistants follow our sorry as our stylists follow our assistants follow as our assistants follow then our clients have been following so we just mean very almost like uh build it and they will come kind of thing just do your thing and and and, and people will also uh model that so we model that and then they follow that so I think at the at the core of it all, that's that's the most important thing that that I think I've done for for our team. Okay, fair enough. So yeah, the biggest thing from you is really kind of the the lead by example. Uh, let's say that, yes. that's had the, that's had the biggest uh, biggest impact. Um, 
what about um, what about you, Sarah? What would you say you've done in your business that's had the biggest impact uh, on helping you be more sustainable? Well, to be honest, like I wasn't very familiar with what my options were. We just knew that we were not okay with the amount of waste that our salon was producing and we knew we needed to make a change. So um, reaching out to Green Circle was our lifeline. Like our rep got in touch with us right away, came to our salon, gave us, um, gave us a plan that would work for us. And that was like that had the biggest impact because we are such a fast paced salon and we needed something that was easy. Melissa, same question, uh, same question to you. Uh, you know, what's the thing that you've done in your business that you'd say has had the biggest impact um, to help you be more sustainable? Yeah. So we were, my business partner and I were uh, partnered up with a very big uh, corporate brand um, when we had originally opened and started and they're a pretty philanthropic brand. Um, but as we started to shift their waste, we noticed all the plastic bottles that were leaving our salon. And like I said, we wanted to be responsible for that waste and we wanted to find a way to refill products and have a refill station and what we were looking for didn't exist and so we created element refillable beauty it's the first professional zero waste toxin free um, hair product that is refillable and still performs as a professional product Um, and so that I think has certainly been a major way that has reduced our waste Um, people can come in and they can purchase glass or aluminum bottles and then come and refill them as necessary and as they need them. Um, uh, Elements desire is for the consumer to not have to sacrifice beauty or the salon uh, stylist shouldn't have to sacrifice how they can perform behind the chair. Um, It should be made an easy choice. Cool. Very nice. I love that. Three, you know, three very unique, uh, unique answers and uh, different things. I know that all of you are using in a green circle for the actual sort of, you know, waste collection and whatnot. And one thing that I'm, I'm curious to know, and because everybody does ask this question is how do you, how does your business afford uh, the green circle service? How is that sort of built in? And maybe Sarah, you can uh, kick us off on this one. Yeah, we um, were advised um, by our Green Circle rep how uh, with a couple different options, but we chose um, to come up with an average amount of guests that come through our salon for services, and we came up with an eco fee, and that seemed to work great for us. Do you have an an eco fee that's added on to the Added, added on to the, the final bill, essentially, after services? Yes. So there's a $2 eco fee on everyone's uh, bill at the end of the service. Fair enough. Okay. And Sal? Yeah, same way. We also added an eco fee on our, on our clients, on our clients' ticket. Okay, fair enough. And Melissa? We chose to not do the eco fee um, at the time... It just felt like there was like the COVID fee and it just felt like a lot of fees were going on. Um, So we just kind of built it into our haircutting price and we only send out like three or four boxes a year. And so our price for that is, is a bit less. And some of the other zero waste practices that we do help us 
like cut costs in other ways. And so we just didn't feel like we, we needed to do that. Nice. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's important to kind of understand all the different options. And it's, I mean, it sounds like you've sort of built it into your pricing as opposed to sort of having it as a separate, you know, a separate line item. But I do want to talk about this a little bit, this eco fee, because, you know, uh, many salons have a difficult time with any kind of price increase, right? <laughs> you know, just increasing our, our service prices in the industry is always a struggle. And, you know, those listening out there, I'm, I'm sure that you, uh, you know, you feel this. There's always an excuse not to increase prices. You know, currently one of those excuses is, you know, inflation has been so high and prices have been, you know, going up on everything around us that, you know, we don't want to make consumers, uh, you know, have to swallow another price increase. So for at least, you know, the two salons here, Sarah and Sal, uh, you know, what was your experience like when you introduced that cost to the clients, uh, you know, and how did that go over? How did you do that? Oh, um, it actually turned out pretty pretty well because we we kind of like similar to Melissa we considered going that route, but what we took into our advantage was again being in, being in LA you know like we're at the top of a uh, setting trends per se like hair wise right if you do a haircut and everybody else wants that haircut so we thought well let's make it trendy to to let's make this conscious decision a trendy thing for our clients you know so added into the bill bill created this sense of like oh yes i am part of this and i am making a difference sure enough i'll pay this eco fee and and sooner than later you know like people that's how we're, a lot of our clients ended up finding out that we were doing or we were being part of a green circle zero waste a lot by adding it to the fee and then realizing like oh yeah just like the same way that tipping has been included into some uh tickets like this is also part of that nice okay yeah same same with us we do push back actually um for many clients adding it on we didn't even email anyone or post about it we just kind of threw it on there and then we had a sign at the front desk that kind of explained that we are now a green circle salon and um and what that uh, means and yeah we've had we've had clients like really love to hear about that and are happy to pay the two dollar uh price and some even willing to offer more if needed nice same here Amazing. Yeah, it's nice to it's nice to see that, uh, you know, and that's, um, you know, always, I think, a fear that, that everybody sort of has, like, what's the reaction going to be? And sometimes when we actually go ahead and do it, uh, we realize that most of that fear was just in our own heads, um, you know, and it's not actually uh, actually reality out there. So appreciate you uh, sharing some of those insights. Let's um, let's talk about you each had you talked about your main thing that you felt has had the biggest impact on reducing, you know, your environmental footprint. Let's just talk about some of the other things that maybe you're you're doing in your business since becoming, you know, green or a sustainable salon that are lowering your overall environmental footprint. Any other sort of best practices, things that you can share from your uh, salon that that others out there might be able to learn from? Uh, Melissa, let's start with you this time. Okay. Um, yeah, we recently actually got green business certified through California, which we had to meet a bunch of criteria to be able to um, get that certification. Um, we are carbon negative in, in 
of the energy that we produce. Um, we just started to partner with 1% for the planet. And then in the sanctuary in our washroom, we use the EcoHead um, that reduced 60% of water usage, the nozzles. Very cool. Lots of great things. Uh, just super quickly, how do you measure uh, being carbon negative? How does that get measured? Good question. So we, the where we get our energy from, we pay a bit more, some a sort of eco fee, as you would say. Um, and paying that fee, they offset the energy that we use through good works. They measure it for us. Got it. They measure the energy that you're using because they're the, your energy yes. supplier, and then there's a, an offset. It an offset that goes uh, that goes with it. Yes. Very cool. Okay. Um, who else next? Uh, Sal, do you want to talk about some of the other initiatives that you guys do that um, kind of help you lower your overall impact? Yes, I think uh, kind of like I was saying, like when we took off opening the salon right at the beginning, we were already part of uh, Green Circle Salon. So everything that we've done, everything that our clients have known is, is, is this. And as we have advanced, we have, uh, for example, right now we're, we're working on eliminating any any uh, heavily toxic uh, product out there, working on like minimizing our packaging, like like uh, uh, what else can I say? Uh, eco heads, we carry eco heads as well. Um, we encourage all of our team to I don't know like clean after themselves as much as as necessary. So like to eliminate like the outsourcing of bringing other people to do maintenance in certain things um what else can i say oh i feel that we it's been five, five years now we just keep adding more and more plants to the to the actual salon environment and our i want to say that our ac has been mostly not working at full capacity anymore because just like overall freshness inside the salon has been pretty awesome um yeah those are some of the things i can think of I love that. That's actually super creative. You know, most people don't think about uh, little little details like that, right? But there's so many there's so many different things that we can all be doing, and sometimes it's so easy to say, "Oh, you know what? Like, I'm just one person, or we're just like one business, and you know what? We're not going to make the you know the the impact that's going to you know save the planet." It's not about that, but it's about doing little things that. Um, you know, have an impact, but at the same time, it's, there's so many other benefits. Like just having like having green plants around. Okay, yes. Yes. It's helping to, you know, reduce the amount of AC, but it's actually probably just enhances the overall, you know, atmosphere and environment. You know, people probably just enjoy it better. It just feels yes. nicer. It's, it's the air is a little bit fresher. Uh, so there's benefits that go beyond just the, uh, oh, I'm doing something good for the environment here. I think those are always really interesting to uh, to see. Sarah, do you have any uh, any other sort of uh, things that you can sort of share that um, that people could learn from? Yeah, I this one was um, this one was a is a hard one. Like, I can't think of anything huge and significant, but like little things like our light bulbs and our water, you know, um, saver faucets and um, even buying our lightener in like bulk 
uh, pouches and refilling our containers, like little things like that is really all I can think about. Um, and personally taking home the big recycling that we can't fit in our green circle box. <laughs> yeah. And That's right. so I think this is great. That kind of tags on a little bit. It's not always about like, you have to do like the big thing. Sometimes it's those just little, little actions, uh, you know, buying things in bulk as opposed to, you know, by buying it smaller on a regular basis, uh, all those little actions actually, you know, help make you know, the big, the big difference. And if we're all just taking little actions, I think it's easier to just take little actions as opposed to sometimes, you know, we say, Oh, it's, it's a lot of effort to do like the big things, but you know what, sometimes just those little details, you know, switching out those light bulbs to, you know, to LEDs, um, all help make, uh, make an impact. Have you, Oh, I actually thought of something else too. Um, we actually reuse we, sorry, we reuse our packing peanuts. I don't know if anyone else does that too. Oh, nice. Because yes. Yeah, we ship out a lot of online orders and packing peanuts are the worst. Like, but we just like every time we get them, because we're always doing orders, we just keep collecting them in a big bag and we just reuse them for, for our shipping needs. It's great. Amazing. Very nice. I love that. We can always remember the three R's you know, when it comes to reduce, uh, reuse, exactly, right? It's first it's reduce, right? Secondly is reuse. And then it's recycle. A lot of people just sort of jump to recycle. It's like, oh, I'm recycling. That's good. But if we can reduce our usage, our consumption, if we can reuse things, you know, um, multi-purpose, and then recycle the stuff at the end that we can't actually, you know, uh, reuse anymore, is uh, is fantastic. My, my four-year-old loves saying that. He's <laughs> great advertising. You got to train them early, right? Yeah. It's all about uh, it's all about mindset and just kind of having these things just become sort of natural uh, natural behaviors. And I think Sal, what you were talking about earlier about being you know leading by example is such a critical component, right? We can never you know ask people to do stuff that we're not willing to do ourselves, right? Yes. So if we lead uh, by example always, it then just becomes sort of natural that people are going to feel that they should be doing you know that as well or that they want to do that as well because they see it happening all around them exactly i was gonna mention something real quick like our salon especially our salon manager and myself we're big vintage shoppers so even with you know you start doing like the green circle salon and, and everything else around you kind of like takes on that uh, uh culture as well so just just a fun fact yeah, love that. Love that. Okay, let's delve into marketing a little bit. Um, you know, it's we've shared some best practices, we've shared some ideas, some tips, some different, you know, things that each of you are doing. Um, but it's also clear that, you know, even if nobody knows about these little details that you're doing, it's obviously still important because it's having a positive impact. But the good news is, and you know, myself having a marketing background and Solana SOS being a marketing company. I know how powerful it can be to showcase yourself as a sustainable salon because more and more consumers are looking for this, right? Consumers want to support businesses in all industries, not just in the salon industry, that are being environmentally responsible. So I'm curious to know what are some of the things that that each of you have done and continue to do in order to, to promote the fact that you are a sustainable salon? Um, Maybe we can start this one uh, with Sal and then Sarah, then Melissa. Yeah, I think for us, the, the big uh, thing has been celebration. So celebrating our, our achievements. So 
like I mentioned, like we haven't been huge on promoting the Wear Green Circle Salon. I do want to start shifting towards more of that. Uh, it has only been clients come in, then they learn that that's what we do, and then they love us even more, right? But um, it mainly around uh, Earth Day is when we promote a lot of like our achievements by like, you know, pushing out like a, a video or a post on like how much diverted uh, uh, waste we achieved um that's realistically about it so far uh, oh and then we throughout the whole month we post that and and we print it out and with different around the salon so clients can can see that and can celebrate that with us celebrate yeah we uh sorry we um We've been uh, trying to utilize our Instagram a little bit more and uh, our front of house manager, she runs our um, social media for the salon, which makes it so much easier again, because we're fast paced, but uh, we've been um, getting so much great feedback when we post um, visual things about the waste that we would have been taking out to the trash or like the the bucket of leftover color that we are packaging up so like people have been loving watching us just pack up and ship up all of the stuff that's getting shipped back to green circle that's not going in the landfill and that seems because it's such a, a visual thing um, and that was what was the biggest impact for for me wanting to be a part of this was just to see how much of it there is in such a small salon so that's that has been great for spreading the message and I feel like clients love it so they must be coming because of that as well it's a win-win totally yeah nice. and Melissa you can speak on your end I know it's just uh I, I mentioned earlier your website, you know, screams that you are, you know, a sustainable salon. So from the first time that somebody, you know, comes into contact with your website, I know that that's, you know, clearly shows the the positioning and, and branding of your company. Uh, what are some of the things that you have been doing from a marketing standpoint? Yeah, it's a very big piece of our brand, actually. Um, so like when a new guest comes in, every new guest gets a tour of our space where they are explained what Zero Waste is, how we are Zero Waste Salon, why we're a Zero Waste Salon, um, and the ways that they can be a part of it. We have a signage that we update every year of our waste stats, like how much waste we've diverted, how much hair, how much color, the energy that we've saved, the water we've saved. Um, we do of course, Instagram and newsletters. Um, even just on our front door, we have this big sign that says we're a zero waste salon and that attracts attention as well. Um, and then this year we've started really focusing on networking within the zero or the sustainability local networks. So we have gone to fairs, we have gone to just little coffee shop meetups. We've mm -hmm. gone to big airway symposiums and we're just making a presence there and networking between that space. And that has, has done some good stuff for us as well. Nice. Yeah. It's, I think the key to remember is, you know, as salon owners, you're promoting your salon in different ways, you know, all the time. Everybody was talked about different ways, you know, in salon, when you talk to consumers, you know, through social media, through newsletters, you know, through community events, you're talking about your salon already. So the key is just 
incorporating, you know, doesn't mean that every single message has to also have the, you know, sustainability message to it, but you have all these outlets that are already out there. So just make sure that you're continually incorporating your sustainability positioning as part of that communication, right? So it just becomes a natural part of your overall branding, right? And people make that natural association uh, because it does make a huge, huge impact when people know the, the sad part that I see, you know, way too often is salons are doing really, you know, great work. They've, you know, they're, they're, they are, you know, zero waste salon. They are part of a, you know, recycling program. They're, they're taking great measures, but, but nobody knows about it. So yes. they're missing, they're missing a big benefit. The, obviously the, the environment and the planet is benefiting and that's, you know, the, the number one, but as a business, you're missing out if you're not actually preaching, you know, about what you're doing because it's such a really great thing. And it actually helps to be a huge competitive advantage versus other salons out there that are not doing this. And as I promise you that consumers every single day, more and more and more, you know, are environmentally conscious and making decisions and they make those decisions with their dollars, right? Consumers make decisions with their dollars about who they're going to support. Um, and it goes across again, all industries. And this is only something that, you know, continues to grow. So make sure that you're factoring in all those different components uh, of communication and, you know, ensuring that you're talking about your sustainability initiatives, you know, as part of that on a regular, uh, regular basis. Is there any way I, I like to talk about measurement also, um, right? So it's one thing to say, okay, we're going to talk about the fact that we're green and we're going to communicate it in our social media and in our newsletters and in our salon. Have any of you been able to have any kind of measurement or, or hearing, you know, feedback from clients that say, you know what, they've, they're coming to you because of the, the fact that you're a sustainable salon. Uh, is there a way for you to sort of gauge that feedback? Uh, we do. Um, so if you're a first time guest and you're looking at our website and you would like to make an appointment, we have an intake form. And on the intake form, we ask how they heard about us. Um, and and then while we're giving them their tour, we ask if they're familiar with the zero waste movement or sustainability. And 75% of our new guests are because we are a sustainable space. 75%. Wow. That's it's a large oh, part. That's fantastic. That's amazing. That's amazing. We don't necessarily have any uh that any way to measure that besides like what we hear from our clients. Um, but honestly, even like doing the podcast today, hearing you guys, it's very inspiring. And that's a big reason why I wanted to do it because uh, we have not been, it wasn't about making it a thing. From the beginning it was just more about what we believed and and act upon it but having agreed to to this podcast even was a way for me to educate myself further get inspired as to like how we more vocal uh in general with my clients and the rest of people really there on social media following me following us for other reasons you know so that we can bring them into these conversations and, and and be more of a thing even the fact that i'm now met you guys i'm like oh my goodness i know how i'm gonna have a speed dial and and, and you know, talk to and learn from realistically because it's 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 not a whole lot that that I feel like we've done and I think we can do way more. I agree. I I feel inspired too talking with other like-minded uh, business owners and stylists that 
um, you know, take this seriously. And uh, I, I feel like we don't have anywhere to really measure it either. We are constantly growing and we are constantly getting great feedback on our sustainable practices. And I just take that as, as a win right there. Um, but I do feel, um, I lost what I was going to say, actually, I can't remember, but I, yeah, I, I do feel like, um, like it's good to, um, communicate it and share it with other salons because it's something that, you know, be, just cause we're doing, it's something that they can easily do as well. Yeah. And I, I think it's great for all salons to have some kind of intake form when you have a new <laughs> customer coming to you for the first time, it's great to find out, you know, how they how they found out about you, how they heard about you, right? Like, was it, was it a referral from a friend? Was it them, you know, doing a search on the internet? Was it through a social media? Like that's just valuable information for you all, you know, as business owners, you know, out there listening to be aware of, because then it allows you to channel more energy into certain areas. And then also one is how they found you, but then what was the actual thing that, that triggered them to decide, right, to come see you? You know, and that could be all sorts of things. Could be because you were an environmentally friendly salon. It could be because you know what they just liked the the vibe and the, you know the the feel that they got from from your salon look. Uh, you know, it could be because of some of the work that they saw and they felt that it was like you know trendy and that's what they were looking for. All those things though are important for you, you know, as salon professionals out there to to be cognizant of. So that's definitely something that I would recommend all salons are, are asking, uh, you know, new customers coming, uh, coming through the doors. I love the inspiration talk here. And I figure it's a great way for us to kind of wrap up um, our, our podcast uh, today is by sort of maybe sharing some inspiration out there to other salon professionals listening to this podcast today. So let's maybe take it from the top. If you had one message to share about why a salon professional should take sustainability seriously in our industry, right? And what they can do about it, what would your message to them be? And let's uh, let's go reverse order from last time. So Sarah, Sal, and Melissa to finish off. So I would say like simply exactly my own personal experience was I was intimidated by not knowing what to do, not knowing how much it was going to cost. And, you know, when Green Circle came along and really um, made it super easy and simple and a realistic, you know, for our company to, to continue to do, um, that is kind of what set us on this course. So I would like to share that with any other salon owner, um, or even if you aren't the owner, even if you are an employee at a salon, even mentioning it to the staff, the other staff and encouraging them to possibly look into it. You know, um, I feel like just that little gentle nudge sometimes is, is enough to change some minds as well. Yeah. Great. I, I've heard that happening a lot, actually, where it's actually the staff that feels that this is important and they've brought it to the owner saying, Hey, we need to be more responsible when it comes to the environment. Uh, and that's triggered, you know, the owner to start thinking about it and making some, some decisions for their business. Mm-hmm. Sal, what would your, uh, what would your message be to salon professionals out there about why they should take this seriously and what they can do about it? 
I would say because we we're in a in a world that we share with a lot of other people, like Melissa was saying, you know, uh, big catalyst has been my child as well, and like realizing that once I pass on, what is my legacy? You know, and like I don't think my legacy is just being a cool guy that does good hair. I, I want it to be a lot more than that. You know, our our ethos for our salon is transformation, sustainability, and community, and now more than ever those words resonate even even louder within myself and, and i think that like today right we're building community as more people listen to the podcast hopefully we we inspire them and we infect them in the right way to wake them up shake them up and, and like want to realize that there there's already a lot of information other people that are already like-minded already doing the thing you know like i have been one to if it doesn't exist i want to create it and so when we're looking out for Green Circle Salon, sorry, when we're looking out to do something like this, Green Circle Salon was already a thing. So investigate, research, and go out there because more than more than anything, the help, it's already out there and the resources already exist. Yeah. Nice. Um, so the beauty industry is the number three largest contributor to waste. And we are the beauty industry. We are designed to like, we want to make people feel beautiful and why not the planet feel beautiful? So that is nice. not great statistic for the beauty industry. And we can be the leaders. We can be the example for other industries and even within our own industry. And the solutions are just a mindset shift and switching your routines that you have now. Like it can certainly feel intimidating, but if you just start with like one thing, you do your trash audit and you see like what you have the most and how you can make changes um, more sustainably one by one as, or as you run out of something and find a new way to make that a more sustainable option, it's totally doable. It's a journey. You don't have to do it overnight. And I really want to applaud you, Sarah and Sal, for the great work you guys are doing. And I just like love, this. Like this, like this. love being able to connect with you guys. Fantastic. Yeah, it's been great meeting you guys, too. A lot of insights and uh, and information to chew on uh, from this episode today. I think, you know, one saying is the best time to, you know, take some kind of actions to help, you know, improve, you know, your, your sustainability, your environmental impact. The best time was yesterday, but the second best time is today. Um, and I think we've learned in today's episode that there's so many little things, you know, that you can, that you can do that each of us can do. Um, and it's not about having to, you know, do all of it as Melissa just alluded, alluded to, uh, you know, we can start with little actions that cumulatively, right as an industry together can have a huge impact together so if you're listening to this and connected with you know something that was said you know please do our industry a favor and not only start to maybe take some actions yourself but share this episode with at least one other salon professional mm -hmm. you know this is about spreading spreading the word spreading the the message, the desire, and we need to keep having, you know, conversations and sharing these together as a, a beauty community. Melissa, Sal, Sarah, uh, you know, thank you so much for, for being on the show, for sharing with us today, uh, you know, starting our whole little community here. You're all leaders, uh, clearly, and your actions, you know, and and influence obviously stems well beyond just the beauty industry, right? We're now impacting the planet as a whole through your actions.
So big congratulations to, to each of you for what you do. Um, we will include contact information in the episode notes for each of the, the three you know, salon owners uh, with us today. So if anyone listening wants to follow up with somebody directly with, you know, maybe some questions, uh, you know, you can reach out to them through, you know, social media. We'll provide that. Uh, you want to check out their websites to see what they're doing. We'll provide you with that. I think it's a great way for us to kind of, you know, make sure that we are learning from each other uh, and building, like we said, that that community of, of action oriented um, people. So uh, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out uh, to them, to us. We're here to support the industry every way we can. Uh, again, thank you all for listening. Um, and let's go get our let's go get our green on today. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much, Scott. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the Salon Scoop podcast. This show is produced by Salon SOS, a digital marketing agency by industry professionals for industry professionals. If you want simple and affordable solutions for any of your salon marketing needs, such as websites, client loyalty, Google search rankings, social media, or more, Come visit us at salonsos.ca or on Instagram at salon.s.o.s. If you want to hear more episodes like this and help us continue to bring the industry great content, it would mean so much to us if you would support us in one of the following ways. Either share this episode with one other industry professional and rate the show on Spotify or write us a quick review on Apple Music. We want to hear your feedback. If you have follow-up questions or ideas for future episodes, please reach out. DM us on Instagram at salonis.s.o.s or hit us up on our website again at salonsos.ca. Again, thanks so much for listening. Now go get your hustle on, keep smiling, and we'll catch you on our next episode.